Aloha, Melikilikimaka, everyone. It's good to be back. Had just a real incredible busy time since Thanksgiving, so sorry we haven't been uh, doing the catechism in a year, but we're back. Uh, we had Pat Gervais here from the mainland who came out here for three weeks, and we had our uh, Hawaii retreat, uh, which we have every year from December 8th through the 11th, so you remember to start making plans for next year. But Merry Christmas. Uh, this is the time of... Uh, of the advent of rejoicing. Uh, my wife and I have been watching Hallmark uh, Christmas stories since August. <laughs> so so finally it's starting to approach, but now it's, we used to watch them once a week, now we're watching them every day and uh, excited about the coming of Christmas. We're reading from the Catechism. I wanna remind everyone, my book, I don't have a copy of it right with me, but my book, Adventure the Way of Heroic Virtue is it's in its second edition and just came out in the last few weeks so you can get that at Amazon if you go to Bear Wozniak Deep Adventure or at our website deepadventure.com uh, thank you Sophia Institute and all the people there that are helping me with it we're in paragraph 727 the entire mission of the Son and the Holy Spirit hi Jane in the fullness of time is contained in this that the Son is the one anointed by the Father's Spirit since his incarnation. So Jesus is the Son of God, uh, and he has been from eternity, right? Eternally begotten of the Father, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Uh, but at the moment of his incarnation, which is at the moment of his conception with Mary, there was a particular anointing. Now, anointing means to pour oil out and uh, an oil then in the in the oil is always uh, in the Bible Old and New Testament represents the Holy Spirit and uh, of course in our practice in our in our church too in the Catholic Church uh, and and Christ is not Jesus last name that's his title Jesus Christ uh, Jesus means I am who am salvation it comes from the word Yahweh which is God the Father's name as he revealed himself, I am who am. In other words, in other words, I am who am means I am I am existence. There's another way of translating Yahweh, and that's I am what I am. And that means I am I am essence. So your essence comes from God, your existence comes from God. Jesus, who's eternally begotten of Father, his name in the Old Testament is Yahshua, meaning I am who am. It's a contraction of Yahweh, Yahshua, I am who am salvation. And if you look at the Old Testament going from Hebrew into English, we see the word, uh, the name Joshua, which is my son's name, uh, or if one of my son's names. And then if you go from the Hebrew into the Aramaic, into the Greek, you know, to the New Testament translation, it comes out Jesus. So Jesus, I am whom salvation, his title is Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. I am who am uh, anointed by the Holy Spirit, Jesus as is the Christ, the Messiah. Everything in the second chapter of the Creed is to be read in this light. Christ's whole work is in fact a joint mission of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Remember Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out uh, Satan, cast out demons and, and the Holy Spirit is the finger of God. That's how easily God deals with demons by the way. Here, shall, here we shall mention only what has to do with Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit and the gift of him by the glorified God. Jesus 
does not reveal the Holy Spirit fully until he himself has been glorified through the death and resurrection. Isn't it interesting that it's called uh, during that time, Father, glorify thy son. You know, and how did that, how was Jesus uh, revealed in his glory? Was, oh my goodness, by the passion and death and also the resurrection. And so, hang on, i got to take a sip of coffee. If you see that coffee mug, of course, it might be written in reverse, I don't know, but that's from Pebble Beach Golf Course, which is where I was raised in that area and where I asked my wife to marry me, right there by the Lone Cypress. You can see it right here. The Lone Cypress. She was in for a surprise that day. <laughs> and I was so happy when she said yes. So um, and Jesus did, does not reveal the Holy Spirit fully until he himself has been glorified through his death and resurrection. Nevertheless, little by little, he alludes to him, meaning the Holy Spirit, even in his teaching of the multitudes, as, he, as when he reveals that his own flesh will be food for the life of the world. That's in John 6. He also alludes to the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, in speaking to Nicodemus. This is a powerful, powerful time. Remember when Jesus, when Nicodemus came to Jesus that night and said, Teacher, you know, what What does it mean to be saved? Now, Nicodemus was one of the great Pharisees, right? He was a great man, but he had to sneak in to talk to Jesus that night so no one would know he was approaching him. And Jesus said, You must be born again, born again. And, uh, he said, what, am I supposed to go back in my mother's womb? And he said, no, because that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when Adam and Eve sinned, what happened? Because God said, the day you eat of that fruit, of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And so what died was their first their spirit, right? There, there, there was a spiritual death, which is separation from God. And then in time, their bodies died. But on that moment... There was a spiritual death. They didn't have that communion with God anymore when God would come down into the garden. I love it here in Waikiki around sunset, about the time when my sons worked in the beach stands down here. My, and they would the beach stands would be closing. There'd be that kind of quietness right around sunset when all the activity and the buzz just kind of calms down and there's such a peaceful trade wind blowing over the water. That's when the Father would come down and visit with them. Well, when they sinned, uh, what did they want? They wanted the knowledge of good and evil. Well, in this word with Nicodemus, the flesh, is the word suke. So it's not the word corpus. It's not the word meaning our physical flesh. It's the word suke. And what is suke? That's our soul. That's the word for soul in the Bible. And what, where do you, how does, what does that sound like, suke? It's where we get the word psychology. So it has to do with a person's mind, will, and emotion. And so in this knowledge of good and evil, we get all puffed up in our knowledge of good and evil and then wanting to choose between making our own choice to, for good and evil. And so he said, he said uh, Jesus spoke to him in two ways, saying, no, you don't go back in your mother's womb because that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's suke. Uh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, the Catholic Church teaches that what makes us different from the animals is that we have a spiritual soul, not just a soul. And in the soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your personality. Uh, yes, you have a brain. That's the organism of the mind. But the mind is something 
that unites itself with the organ of the brain, but it's different from the brain, right? When someone dies, they still think. They still go on to heaven with, a, with the, their own mind. And so, um, and so when, when, uh, when we think about a person's mind, will, and emotion, uh, and also having a spiritual soul, soul, an upward yearning for God, there's something in us that desires truth, that desires beauty, that desires justice, that desires relationship, and a sense, a desire of wanting to go home. You know, even when I'm out here surfing at night and the tiki lights start coming on and the sun is setting and the the, the, the ocean is setting, the wave, the sun is setting and the waves are, are this majestic lava-like flow of orange color from the sun. Um, uh, I feel so wonderful. I feel like I'm almost home, but I still have a longing, and that's for heaven. And so here, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, you must be born again, he was talking about a spiritual, first, a spiritual rebirth. You know, that, that, that spirit that is dormant and dead within you can be made alive in Christ by being baptized. Behold, Jesus said, behold, I make all things new, it says. And, uh, and, uh, and so when, G, when we're baptized in the newness of, in, in, in the living waters of our baptism, then, as Paul said, we take on the new man. So we have this renewal of the, a brand new spirit. Our spirit is brought back to life. And as Joel said, live, rivers of living water. Uh, so, um, sorry about that. So uh, who would be calling me from the mainland at this hour in Hawaii? So I don't, I know I've kind of broadened out our topic a little bit, but when Nicodemus said, Lord, what must we do to be saved? He said, you must be born again. That spiritual rebirth and then the, the, the renewing of our mind, as Paul said, may you be washed in the form of words. And that's why we study the catechism and read the Bible. Our mind is renewed. And, uh, and, and then in time, it's so cool that even our bodies will be resurrected. So um, we'll, we'll finish here where it says... Uh, where was I? Let's see. Everything in the second chapter of the Creed is to be read in this light. Christ's whole work is in fact a joint mission of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Here we shall mention only what has to do with Jesus, the promise of the Holy Spirit, and the gift of Him by the glorified Lord. So, uh, he also, so Jesus also alluded to the Spirit in speaking to Nicodemus, to the Samaritan woman. Remember, if you, drink, if you ask me for living water, uh, he asked her for water and he said, woman, if you knew I could give you living water and you'd thirst no more. That's the living water of the Holy Spirit. And to those who take part in the Feast of Tabernacles, to his disciples, he speaks openly of the Spirit in connection with prayer and with the witness they will have to hear. And that's why we say, you know, uh, before Jesus ascended, he said, he, my peace I give you, my peace I breathe upon you. And he breathed this Holy Spirit upon them. And that's why in our show, at the end of every show, uh, on my radio show, I say, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you, because the word aloha means to give breath. So we're back on track now with our morning catechisms. And uh, thank you for joining us. And please press the share button. And Merry, Merry Christmas. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Aloha.